0: Come back to middle school It's a zoo out there, so just be cool Don't speak too loud, try to fit in But if you don't, then you can be in I'll
1: everyone, and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Cantor, and back with me once more, as always, Sam Chung.
0: Hello, Marissa. Um, Marissa, I have done it. After weeks and weeks and weeks of saying that I would update the website, I have finally updated the website. And now all of the photos of the episodes that we talked about are actually available to look at. I don't know how many people will actually look at them, but they're there for perusement.
1: Yeah, you did it. And it took a shocking amount of time to get the job done.
0: Well, hopefully no one from Disney listens to this, but (laughs) it's challenging because you cannot screenshot Disney Plus, right? When you try to screenshot it, the screen goes black. I think this is similar to Netflix
1: does this, like most streaming platforms do this.
0: Yeah, to other streaming services, just so that, you know, you can't uh, steal their content. However, if you have a camera, you can do the old fashioned method of taking a photo of the screen, which is what I have done. And I have uploaded those to the website so that people can see the outfits to which we are referring. And now the website is great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say and like I always wonder what the purpose of this is, especially when we live in such a memeable world and like you go on Twitter and like everything is just like people have found
0: ways around it already. I don't think you have anything to worry about. That's true. I'm not saying that I own this content. In fact, I in no way own this content. I am so far removed from this content. However, I did (laughs) upload it. And we do kind of own the podcast. Although, I will say, if Disney comes at us and says we now own the podcast, I would say, are we employees now?
1: <laughs> you paying us?
0: <laughs> I wonder how that would work.
1: I mean, we are the unofficial Lizzie McGuire. We we very much disclose our
0: Our, our <laughs> lack position. Of affiliation.
1: Yeah, our position.
0: Yeah, I wonder, like, if they came after us... They send like a hitman after us Um, That
1: just got dark
0: Well you know obviously the the first time we'd have to be like No this podcast is too important We cannot cease or desist
1: (laughs) Of course I don't know We built this
0: Yes we built this but we do not own the photos (laughs) They are just there for perusement
1: Yes so at last Instead of relying on our, you know, quasi accurate descriptions, you can see for yourselves. It was actually, judge for yourselves.
0: It was quite a trip down memory lane, I will say. I hadn't updated the website since like episode eight oh wow so, <laughs> it was quite a trip back uh looking at all the outfits i think at the end of this you know eventually we're gonna run out of lizzie mcguire episodes to recap but maybe at the end of this we do like a top five top 10 outfits from the series i don't know we just got to keep the magic going you know
1: i love that yeah yeah And maybe
0: top five worst outfits maybe we can solicit a guest i don't know
1: I'm here for all the bonus content. You know, we still have a long road ahead of us. As you mentioned, we're not even halfway through.
0: I was thinking, like, after we finish season one and before we start season two, that seems like a good point to do something special.
1: Ooh, yeah, like a highlight reel of season one. Well, it doesn't necessarily need
0: need to be a highlight reel. Maybe that's when we do our metamorphosis analysis. Maybe that's when we do something unrelated, like, I don't know, you are very familiar with Hilary Duff's filmography.
1: Oh my god, can we recap a Cinderella story, please? The, the
0: Selena Gomez version.
1: No, the Hilary Duff. <laughs> the Duffing. superior
0: Selena Gomez version. Or, like, do you think any of these other people have been in anything else? Like, how deep into Adam Lambert's filmography can we go?
1: Okay, here's the thing. At a glance, literally the only person who blossomed is Hilary Duff. Okay. I don't think Adam Lambert did much.
0: But won't that make a podcast about it that much more interesting? Think of how de- how deep we will have to dive to find some of this content and then bring it to the forefront of people's minds.
1: Let's do it. I wonder if there's any if they made any like DCOM appearances.
0: Mm, you know. Maybe.
1: I would also love to just do like a top 10 Sam McGuire moments. Um, I would love to do a whole episode honoring Sam McGuire. I can't believe
0: I'm going to meet Eric Carter.
1: As he is over half of our soundboard at this point. (laughs) He is. And we are only 23 episodes in. We are like a third of the way through, we can officially say.
0: These are all great ideas. I like all of these ideas. Maybe we should just do all of them. Because, you know, eventually we're going to need to figure something else out besides just episode recaps.
1: You are absolutely correct. You know there is also the pivot to another show option, but we can keep the Lizzie Love going as long as you would like.
0: It feels like if we did that, though, we need to change the title, and then we'd lose all the branding.
1: We did get hyper specific.
0: <laughs> we got too specific.
1: <laughs> in retrospect.
0: <laughs> but it's too. We're too far in now to reverse course. We're like five months into this. <laughs>
1: you know, and it's a great. It's a great name. I must say. Speaking of outfits, boy, do we have an outfit-packed episode for y'all today.
0: I mean, Lizzie's a contracted model, so you gotta have some outfits if you're a model.
1: Absolutely. Today we are talking about episode 123, last year's model. In this episode, Lizzie appears in a fashion show and is a great success. However, the fame goes to her head and she quickly discovers that being a celebrity isn't always the fun it's supposed to be. This episode aired on September 28th, 2001. And yeah, that's the episode.
0: This episode felt to me in the same reality as the last episode that we watched in that the realm of reality is non-existent. <laughs> this is not reality.
1: Yeah, we are in full fever dream mode.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's crazy, like, how many times these characters have to learn the same lessons over and over again.
1: A shocking amount of content geared toward child fame.
0: Also, like, a shocking (laughs) amount of episodes aimed at, like, oh you're a bad friend, you did this and you changed. (laughs) And then at the end, they're like, I'll never change again. You've taught me quite a lesson. And then immediately in the next episode, the same (laughs) sort of concept (laughs) will take place. And it's like, just kidding, I did it again. But this time I really mean it. I'll never change. I'll be a good friend for the rest of my life.
1: Well, you have to remember that this is an episodic series aimed at eight to 12 year olds so the repetition is just you're gonna get it yeah we we, we can't all be Andy Mac
0: I I don't I that's
1: another podcast idea I would love let's do a deep dive into um, Terry Minsky's catalog I would love to do a comparative analysis between Lizzie McGuire and Andy Mac
0: interesting okay yeah I mean we'd still need to do some new rebranding probably just Start a different podcast,
1: but that ties into Lizzie McGuire enough that I feel like it could be under the Alpha Repeaters umbrella.
0: But then we would be recapping a completely different show.
1: No, this isn't a recap. This is a comparative analysis.
0: A compare. How many episodes of Andy Mac would I have to watch for this comparative analysis?
1: I would say, I mean, as much as you want. I I wouldn't say we would recap every episode of Andy Mac, but we could do a season one of Lizzie McGuire versus season one of Andy Mac.
0: Uh, okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Next.
1: Okay, sorry. I don't even know where that came from.
0: Anyways, what a fun episode we had today.
1: It is chaotic energy from start to finish.
0: It is. Starting from the very beginning, everyone's hanging out in the backyard, and Joe finds the mail, and she gives Sam, like, a property tax bill, and Matt has, like, a paper gift certificate.
1: yeah. It's a $50 gift card from Gammy McGuire.
0: It doesn't even look like a gift card, though. It just looks like a gold star. It's like a piece of paper.
1: Yeah, it is. Interestingly enough, Matt's birthday was seven months ago, and apparently Gammy McGuire sends him birthday presents every six weeks.
0: I mean, she's the best grandma. (laughs) Argument for MVP for Gammy (laughs) McGuire.
1: No, my, my, see, maybe... I go to a place of, is Gammy McGuire okay?
0: Oh, no, she's losing it, 100%. (laughs) But, you know, despite the fact that she's losing it, she still wants to spoil her grandkids, or I guess just Matt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Forget Lizzie for whatever
0: reason, and that's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, but Lizzie doesn't even seem to be phased by this, right? Lizzie wants to be a model.
0: Yeah, she found some sort of competition in Teen Attitude magazine.
1: It's not even a competition it's just a fashion show that if she's selected to participate It's not like she's like winning anything at any point. It's just like
0: Oh see I I was confused. I thought the first Runway show that they did was like a contest and the best model was going to get the contract And I thought that was what happened
1: No, it was just like Lizzie auditioned for it. She got into the show. She does the show She gets rewarded
0: She's just that good.
1: And then they liked her enough to ask her to do more.
0: Yeah. I thought it was interesting that the people who are most enamored by Lizzie's newfound celebrity status are her friends and not her parents, because I feel like when you see content like this, it's usually about the parents figuring out how they can monopolize on their children's newfound wealth, a la Honey Boy.
1: Yeah, like momagers. Like you thought that Joe McGuire should have been a momager.
0: Uh, I mean, Sam McGuire, I think, was the person we had tagged as the manager in this in this relationship, no? We still don't know what he does, but the last guess I think we had was that he was some sort of talent manager.
1: You're right, because he got tickets to see Aaron Carter. Yeah. I can't believe I'm going to meet Aaron Carter! Yeah, so that, that is the closest we came to uncovering Sam McGuire's career.
0: So would he not be interested in managing the talents of his daughter, Elizabeth McGuire?
1: Wow, brought out the Elizabeth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're a celebrity, you have to, like, you know.
1: Can we just, like, like, take a step back? Because, like, my biggest qualm with this episode is doing, like, one fashion show at a mall suddenly turned Lizzie into this, like, local celebrity.
0: That's all it takes sometimes is just one moment.
1: To your point about Lizzie's parents, it is interesting, right? Because they were super into her whole short-lived rhythmic gymnastics career.
0: (laughs) They were. They were so excited to go to the Olympics.
1: Yeah, so you would think they would be equally excited for all of the opportunities that come along with a modeling career.
0: Literally, their job is just to wait for one of their kids to make it big so that they can then capitalize on it. Otherwise, they're just going to be online auctioning all day.
1: It's so true. Yeah, so Lizzie wants to be a model, and if she gets picked for this teen attitude fashion show, she's going to get $500 of free merchandise, which, I mean, I see the incentive. I would be here for that.
0: Big prize, big prize.
1: And, you know, Joe and Sam agree. That's basically the opening scene in a nutshell. And then we cut to the theme song, and then we. Wait,
0: pause. I noticed something in the theme song this episode that I had not noticed previously. There's an executive producer on the show named Susan Jansen. And I wonder if there's a connection between her and Stan Jansen.
1: Very likely.
0: I wonder if they're making fun of her in some way.
1: I don't think that they would actively make fun of their EP.
0: I wonder if she wears three watches.
1: These are the questions that haunts Sam. <laughs>
0: if anyone has information about Susan Jansen, executive producer of Lizzie McGuire, please let us know.
1: And on that note, back to the episode. So we are at school the next day, but we are getting a montage of Lizzie walking down a runway. And what we get from that is that it was Lizzie's, audition for the fashion show and lizzie is recounting the experience to gordo and miranda
0: yeah her instructions are that she walks down the runway and she spins twice but actually should i save my analysis of her runway walk until we actually get there i think so okay so yeah yeah, so goal walk down the runway spin twice return
1: gordo is surprisingly intrigued by this development Miranda's response is that she thought that to be a model, you have to stomp around and scowl, presumably influenced by the Tyra Banks era.
0: I mean, that's still kind of a thing. You got to have your runway face, you know, game face.
1: That's true. I mean, it depends on the mood, right?
0: Uh, No, I feel like you have to have your, you know, your serious face.
1: I would be so bad at that. I do not have a good serious face.
0: Yeah, you'd break so fast, you'd start to laugh.
1: I would. Um, But anyways, Lizzie says that the people at Teen Attitude thought that she was a nice, typical 13-year-old girl, to which Gordo echoes that Lizzie is a nice, typical 13-year-old girl.
0: And then (laughs) Mr. Diggs sneaks in.
1: I mean, I just want to pause for a second and unpack... Or not really unpack, but acknowledge once again, um, how this show, you know, to brand Lizzie as a nice, typical thirteen year old girl. Why? Because like like what exactly about Lizzie is nice and typical? like typical I think it's the typical that bothers me here. She's white. Right. That's it. Is that, is that what that, you're trying to say? <laughs> you know, like a cute white blonde girl um middle class
0: you know what you know what my thought was as this all was happening i was like what kind of friend is lizzie mcguire like (laughs) she just tells miranda about this she's not like hey do you want to try too she's like no i am the model
1: (laughs) it's true yeah she doesn't even attempt to make it something that they could do together
0: and it's all girls too
1: yeah maybe free merch isn't miranda's thing actually that's (laughs) Such a lie,
0: (laughs) my free merch is absolutely Miranda's thing
1: Yeah, but there's surprisingly little conflict to do
0: But Miranda just, like, doesn't care She's, like, happy to play second fiddle Which is weird because Miranda's the person who wants to be famous
1: I know, this does feel slightly out of character for her Well, everybody in this episode is out of character But we'll get to that (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, Lizzie is a nice, typical 13-year-old girl And... As you said, Mr. Digg appears. And, yeah. <laughs> Do we want to say what Mr. Digg says here?
0: Um, what, he starts talking about how if you have a natural gift, you need to share it with the world, and then the world will love you. He finds out that Lizzie's going to be a model, and then he tells her that he gave advice to a model back in the day. But a zebra sat on her face and broke it, And that was the end of her modeling career. That was at her first show in Nairobi, Kenya. And now she's no longer a model. And then Gordo, he's like, shouldn't you be telling us that you don't need to be famous to be happy? And then Mr. Dig goes on a huge huge spiel. He's like, you don't need to be tall to be in the NBA. You don't need to be funny looking to be the Queen of England. Rude. You don't need to be 700 pounds to be a sumo wrestler, but it helps.
1: Wow, I totally missed that dragging of the Queen.
0: Her Majesty, Her Her, Royal Highness.
1: What the heck?
0: I know. And you know what, Mr. Dig? She hasn't aged a day in 30 years.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, on behalf of Her Royal Highness, honestly, how dare.
0: How dare. How dare. I agree. That is just, that's just rude.
1: That alone puts Mr. Dig out of the running for MVP, though his performance in this episode will continue to decline,
0: yeah. evolve rapidly. Yeah, but anybody who's going to disparage Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II is no MVP in our book.
1: Yeah, this entire interaction is just, like, both racist and confusing. Once again, I think of all the children who watched this show and what they could be internalizing. Also, um at, when he's introduced in this episode, Lizzie asks Mr. Dig, "Where did you come from?" and his response is Tobago, but he was born in Michigan.
0: So he wasn't really from Tobago. He's from Michigan. He's from
1: Michigan. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, unnecessary. That just perpetuates the whole problematic like where are you from? No, where are you really from? Yeah. that I'm sure you have Received yourself
0: I Mary mean, I need to talk about that But Okay I thought it was interesting That you know Here they are Endorsing a university
1: Yeah And
0: Go Wolverines
1: It, it begs the question How did Mr. Digg Of Lansing, Michigan End up Wherever in the world Lizzie McGuire takes place
0: <gasps> They're in Michigan <laughs>
1: <laughs> That contradicts all of our sleuthing progress.
0: No, there was a development, actually. And this is a crazy kind of development, actually, in the ongoing saga of where does Lizzie McGuire take place. Lizzie McGuire says that they need to go to the fashion show at Cielo Drive. Where is there a Cielo Drive? In Los Angeles, California. What happened on Cielo Drive? Sharon Tate was murdered. And who played Sharon Tate in The Haunting of Sharon Tate? <laughs> Hillary Duff. What a crazy full circle (laughs) full circle event.
1: I don't even know what to say.
0: (laughs) There's nothing to say. I think the conclusion, though, is that (laughs) Lizzie McGuire is Sharon Tate.
1: Boom. Nailed it. Podcast over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What if Lizzie McGuire is an alternate reality where Joe McGuire is Sharon Tate if Sharon Tate wasn't murdered? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And that's why she's laying low. Here she is in witness protection as Joe McGuire, boring house, mo- <laughs> boring mom, housewife.
1: That would be quite a pivot. <laughs> we are getting so off the rails.
0: Sort of like this episode. All right, okay. let's get back. Somehow we're at the late <laughs> classic 2000 store Brookstone, although they're not going to brand it as such. It is just random gadget store.
1: Yes. Um, Matt is looking for something to buy with his gift card
0: And Lanny's there
1: And Lanny is there
0: Yeah, um, Lanny immediately gravitates toward a massage chair I feel that That's kind of the first thing that you go towards in a Brookstone Although, I will say, in the coronavirus era Never sitting in a massage chair again
1: <laughs> True <laughs> This looked like a really nice massage chair too It was it, like leather like
0: Oh, it was $3,000 3, yeah.
1: And like in 2001 Money like
0: Yeah that's good stuff Um, And then we get our first montage of the episode
1: So many montages This is the episode truly of montages
0: Yeah so this montage includes Matt and Lanny Fighting over what looks like an adult toy Sam I
1: think that's an exaggeration I just don't think we know what the heck That gadget was
0: It looked a little phallic I will say
1: No comment
0: (laughs) We have Sam falling asleep in the store on an air mattress. We have Joe McGuire looking at her face in a mirror. And finally, we have Matt and Lanny doing an Austin Powers impression.
1: I never get these when they happen in the moment. And I always have to say, is that a reference to something? And And every every time I'm like,
0: it's Austin Powers (laughs) again. Maybe that's what we should do. We should watch Austin Powers so that you'll understand these references.
1: You know, if we go on a Austin Powers deep dive, then we also have to go on a Britney Spears deep dive. So pick your battles.
0: <laughs> that could be interesting, actually. There's a lot to go into if we're doing a Britney Spears deep dive.
1: <laughs> but like Lizzie McGuire-era Britney Spears.
0: You wouldn't want to start with Mickey Mouse Club? We could. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Anyways, so finally they land on a hammock that is $75 and... It's interesting because, so, Matt's pitch is that he can put his $50 gift card toward it, so spend no money, and then Lanny covers the rest. First of all, this hammock is going in the Maguire backyard. So, Matt just, you know, executed a con on his best friend. Second of all, and this is the more interesting part of this This story is that Lanny has the $25 to spend because he is getting money. He is profiting from his website.
0: What does this mean, Sam? His 2001 website. I have a couple theories. Maybe Lanny invented (laughs) Webkins.
1: I didn't know what you were going to say, and I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) But I love that. I had so many (laughs) Webkins.
0: I think Lanny invented Webkins. I think Lanny is secretly the founder of Webkins <laughs> and he's this is the start of a brilliant career for Lanny.
1: Lanny would be the true winner of this of this series because that was a lucrative endeavor.
0: It had a cool, you know, 5 minutes <laughs> in the sun.
1: Mm, I don't know. I took care of my Webkins for years.
0: Okay, you took care of your webkins way longer than anybody else took care of your webkins. I had Webkinz. so
1: many webkins. <laughs> I had like a whole, I had like a whole army of webkins. I had like the an little,
0: army to do what?
1: I had like the little miniature ones. I had uh, my first webkins was actually funny enough. Wait, uh,
0: your is it if you have just one? Is it a webkin or is it still webkins?
1: I think it's like fish. <laughs>
0: Okay, so the singular of Webkins is still Webkins. Yes. Okay.
1: My first Webkins, funny enough, was a dog, was a puppy that looks a lot like Rascal.
0: Rascal is your your dog.
1: Yes. Well, my parents' dog. Um,
0: I thought the fun of Webkins was that you could make random animals. No? I was why would very you, boring. Why would you webkinz? just make a dog?
1: <laughs> you don't make them. You. Buy, don't you buy the them? I okay. chose this. Um, but as I mentioned, I had a lot. You know, I had a frog. I had an elephant. What are your other theories?
0: That was it. That's my only theory.
1: <laughs> you said you had multiple theories.
0: Nope, I don't have another theory. This is literally my only theory. I thought I might be able to come up with another theory, but this is my only theory. I think Lanny invented webkins, and that is his side hustle. That's how he has $25 to uh, supplement Matt's payment for the hammock, which is, uh, it seems, in the clearance section. So, so no returns.
1: No returns. This is important information. Now, we are at the fashion show, Stylin' and Sassy, presented by Teen Attitude. And we get another montage of Teen Attitude modeling featuring Lizzie McGuire.
0: Yes. So Lizzie is going to break out her moves here. And we know what they are. She's going to walk down the runway, spin twice, return. But that's not what we get.
1: What do we get?
0: Lizzie walks down the runway, spins as she's walking, (laughs) which I've never seen on a runway, I believe ever. That seems like a surefire way to fall off the runway. She continues to spin. She spins probably about six or seven times.
1: (laughs) She just like twirls down down the runway.
0: Yeah, we get like... (laughs) We get random cuts of the audience while this is happening as well
1: Yes, um, pause to say that I cannot wait to talk about the outfits in this episode This is 2001 teen high fashion and I'm ready to unpack all of it But yes, in terms of audience interjections I found it interesting that literally everybody who goes to school with Lizzie was at this fashion show
0: Correct, I think first we hear from Kate
1: Yes, she is very jealous Um, She says that she could have done this if she hadn't had to go to a funeral on the day of tryouts And then we hear from Ethan and Ethan, you know our our unproblematic fave He's like, all right, Lizzie
0: Lizzie, uh Was
1: that a good impression?
0: No What? That was worse than my J.K. Simmons impression (laughs) No,
1: it (laughs) wasn't Yes I'll do it again All right, Lizzie
0: If you did your impression and I did my impression to a random stranger, and we said, who am I supposed to be? Someone would guess J.K. Simmons for me before they guessed Ethan Kraft for you.
1: Okay, but, like, the scope of, like, who knows J.K. Simmons versus who knows Ethan Kraft is, that's not even the same ball game.
0: Your quote has Lizzie in it, which automatically right, it down for a few people. My impression, I Sam, said State Sam, Farm. That wasn't Sam, even the right company. Sam. <laughs> Okay. It should Back have been it up. farmers Back insurance. It
1: Back it up. Back it up. Yeah. I just, it was interesting to me that everyone was there watching. And then Sam's remark is that there's a new rule. Lizzie is not allowed to leave the house until she's 25, which is gross. Did not love that. Unnecessary. And afterwards, we get Lizzie telling her friends that. I I guess this fashion, like her career is really taking off because they're doing another fashion show and they want Lizzie to be in it. And Gordo says, don't forget us little people when you're famous. Cliche. And then someone we have literally never seen before approaches Lizzie um, with an invitation to come hang out at her father's country club. Um, there's a hot tub, and they will watch the new Backstreet Boys DVD.
0: I mean, that sounds just like a party.
1: Yes, and important to note, the Backstreet Boys DVD, it's not even out yet. But her dad pulled some strings.
0: And everybody's excited. Gordo and Miranda, also invited.
1: Yeah, they are more than happy to ride Lizzie's coattails. Um, And
0: Gordo even wants to go.
1: Yeah, which, again, everyone's out of character. Yeah in this episode it's just like you said it's in an alternate reality but i was just so distracted in this scene by like who is this random girl and like where did she come from oh yeah
0: no name no explanation for who she is
1: no just no introduction just here she is then we flash back to matt um and yet again another montage
0: yeah this is our third montage in the first eight minutes of the episode
1: Yes, they put together the hammock and then the hammock immediately breaks. That's the scene. Then we cut to the country club owned by the mysterious child's father. Gordo really likes shrimp toast, a new development.
0: Yeah, although I thought you're not supposed to eat in a hot tub. Why? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Miranda. Maybe,
0: maybe that was just a rule for a specific hot tub that I was in. <laughs>
1: I just, like, my mind started going to, like, what the consequences could be (laughs) for eating in a hot tub, and I came up with none besides potentially, you know, dropping the food into the hot tub. I don't know. Like, you basically think something, like, medically would happen to you.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that.
1: Okay. Anyways, Miranda says that Lizzie should have been a model years ago. And Kate approaches Lizzie and is just totally, like, a different character, right?
0: Yeah, she's so nice, and she's so bubbly, and she heard that Lizzie was going to be on the cover.
1: Yeah, and Miranda's response is, Lizzie doesn't have time to answer all of your questions. She's looking for some quiet time.
0: No way! If she was looking for quiet time, she wouldn't be at a party.
1: Correct. And then Miranda offers to get Lizzie's drink, and... There are a lot of varieties of water and iced tea at this country club.
0: Yeah, it's overwhelming. And the fact that, like, they're both at the table and Miranda is, like, trying to dote on Lizzie. Like, Lizzie can't just pick something out herself.
1: Yeah, it's very it's very strange. It was very weird. I do like when Miranda says what kind of water Lizzie would like. Her response is the wet kind. I thought that was a good one.
0: Yeah. No, they are all that kind.
1: Then we cut back to Gordo, who was in the hot tub with still unnamed girl who invited them. Gordo says that he has always known that Lizzie is going to be famous. And that's why he casts her in all his movies. And then finally, we get the name Jessica.
0: Yeah, and Jessica wants to watch Gordo's movies because Lizzie's in them, which I found to be a little bit weird. Yeah. Like you don't even know her.
1: <laughs> yeah it's getting This whole Jessica thing Is very Um Concerning Um But she Invited them Over To watch Movies at her house Next Sunday This is a big deal Because She has HDTV And surround sound
0: Oh my god
1: And then On Saturday Day before They can go To the Shango Tango
0: Wait Saturday Is the day before Sunday
1: Correct <laughs> now the shango tango is ultra exclusive but with lizzie they should have no problem getting in
0: no not at all
1: and lizzie starts to get overwhelmed by all of these invitations at this point right like we see an inkling of like that's a lot of socializing for her which i can
0: respect i thought this was what she wanted i thought this was why they went to go be in aaron carter's music video
1: this (sighs) entire show is about you know kids wanting to be Quote unquote popular And then Once they achieve Some sort of Perceived level Of popularity Realizing that Oh actually Never mind I don't want this anymore
0: (laughs) But then doing it again Like three episodes later
1: Yes But yeah Lizzie agrees And now her Weekend is booked So then we are at School the next day And like There is A palpable shift Everyone is acting Like they are In the twilight zone
0: Oh that's a good one I like the twilight zone
1: Kate compliments literally everything about Lizzie. Her blouse is so pretty. Her earrings match her eyes, to which we get one of my favorite cartoon moments in the series where she's like, my earrings match my eyes, and cartoon Lizzie is wearing earrings with eyeballs on them. Her shoe is just like everything about Lizzie is fantastic. And this is just so out of character right like especially when you um compare it once again to the rhythmic gymnastics episode there's just such an extreme juxtaposition between the way that Kate treats Lizzie and like you think that it could go in the direction of the rhythmic gymnastics episode at the beginning of the episode when she is very clearly jealous that Lizzie has this opportunity but then she's totally just like you know, swallowed by the perceived fame that Lizzie now has obtained.
0: Well, if you thought that was out of character, next, Lizzie is going to meet Ethan Craft in the hallway. And Lizzie, who has some sort of newfound confidence, comes up to Ethan and says, Hi, Ethan, without a hitch. But Ethan turns around and now can no longer formulate any words, just
1: totally forgets how to speak.
0: It's
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very um just like a complete role reversal, right? And it is refreshing in a way to see that.
0: I don't think that any of the writers have ever actually been speechless. <laughs> because why do they write speechless this way?
1: <laughs> I feel like when I am in a anxiety producing social situation, I just I think I I think You overcompensate. Really? In those moments.
0: Oh, no. My favorite thing is when you have, like, a moment like that, and you're, like, hi, and then the other person says hi, and then they're both just, like, awkwardly silent for, like, too long.
1: (laughs) I guess I... (laughs) Because
0: then there's, like, nothing to say. I guess
1: I specifically overcompensate (laughs) when I think that, like... If awkward silence is a possibility, I will just start rambling.
0: Oh, I don't... I like to say less because... Other people don't like awkward silence, so they'll fill it. So I guess you've...
1: (laughs) We're just a perfect match. I guess that
0: you've described exactly what the scenario that I just described. You are the the other side of that.
1: I'm the rambler. Yeah. Yeah, Lizzie's like, since when does Ethan Kraft turn into jelly around me? Then Gordo and Miranda approach and Lizzie tries to confide in them. She tells them that this modeling thing is making everyone all freaky. Everyone is acting different since Lizzie became a celebrity to which Miranda and Gordo are kind of like, who cares? We're popular now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And apparently somebody named Whitney Nussbaum has invited them to go to her bat mitzvah where she is giving away cell phones as party favors.
1: Does she have the authority to do that?
0: Uh, Well, maybe the plan is not included. (laughs) Yeah. They all had singular
1: raising the bar <laughs> does that age us i think it does
0: well singular is now the new at and
1: did you ever have to like line yourself up by height in school and we would you've say you've
0: asked this on this podcast <laughs> before <laughs> and i yes i am leaving it in
1: <laughs> like singular raising the bar
0: i think yes but it was probably like first or second grade.
1: Like we would specifically say that though. Like we would like, we would reference it.
0: Wow. You were just like walking advertising. I know.
1: But anyways, Lizzie is like, I can't do both. I can't go to the bat mitzvah and go to the shango tango because she has a book report to write on Lord of the Flies. And in a turn of events, Gordo offers to do the report for her because these are special circumstances. And now Lizzie's like, Hands in the air, like, what is going on?
0: Yeah, this is all overwhelming. So eventually she finds an abandoned classroom, or so she thinks.
1: Yeah, cartoon Lizzie yells, stop staring at me. I'm a human being. And she runs into a classroom that Mr. Dig is occupying.
0: And his response, pull out a Polaroid.
1: (laughs) And he just starts taking pictures of her.
0: Yeah, it's really creepy.
1: It's horrifying. Like, Mr. Dig should be immediately... Fire reported fired he is taking pictures of a minor without her consent and his plans are to Sell these photos
0: to his nephew to
1: his relatives yes yeah and he has a niece too
0: yeah it's very Creepy it's very like invasive of Lizzie's privacy I don't know
1: it's horrible and it's weird too Because as he's doing this he provides the insight that Lizzie needs to like snap her friends out of their behavior so it's just like such a weird there's so many weird messages happening like we're supposed to be looking at mr dig as like a confidant as someone who is giving lizzie you know the tools she needs to overcome this situation but he can't stop taking pictures of her like it's just so weird
0: it is very weird but the advice that he gives is that Lizzie needs to treat her friends like dirt.
1: Yes, that <laughs> and is then, the advice.
0: And then that will just snap them right out of it.
1: Yes. Treat them like your posse and show them why they shouldn't be acting this way. And she's like, you're telling me this as a teacher? And he says that he's telling her this as a buddy.
0: Okay, buddy.
1: Canceled. Moving on. We are back at the off-brand Brookstone And Matt and Lanny and Sam are trying to return the broken hammock. And there is no return on sale items. And they're like, even though it's ripped now, I'm a little bit confused here. Because I don't believe that the hammock came ripped, right? Like they ripped it.
0: They definitely did. (laughs) It's also weird that the salesperson throughout this entire scene is exercising on a treadmill.
1: I was about to get to that. While he's on the clock working... (laughs) He is walking on a treadmill Gotta get those steps in It's very strange Sam, the lovable pacifist that he is Says that he's just gonna go ask to speak to the manager
0: Well, a little bit of context So after the salesperson says no returns Matt's like, basically he says Lanny, teach this guy a lesson and Lanny starts to crack his knuckles, like he's gonna beat this guy up.
1: <laughs> yeah, the exact um, the exact line is "Get tough with him."
0: Get tough with him. And then Sam just pulls like the whitest card in the book, going, "I'm gonna go get the manager." <laughs>
1: yeah, like what are the again? What are the optics of this scene?
0: <laughs> like Lanny's just gonna beat him up. The optics are not great.
1: Then you know it's not qu- it's it's not quite so violent. It it's a little um, li- just a little bit violent it's
0: not it's not quite as violent it's still probably a crime i'm not (laughs) entirely sure i think Mm -hmm. whenever you duct tape someone to something else (laughs) it's probably a crime
1: yeah matt and lanny inexplicably proceed to duct tape this man's arms to the treadmill now my question is you know one of them goes in for one arm first And there's just like no reaction from this guy. Like he's still just like walking. He's still like his other hand is still firmly against. Hey. Yeah.
0: You rotten kids. Uh,
1: (laughs) And it just gets weirder because so they duct tape him to the treadmill. They crank up the speed. So now he's, you know, maxed out running. And then Matt says, tickle him, Lanny. (laughs) Lanny starts.
0: Nothing really does it like a good (laughs) tickle.
1: Yeah, and ultimately they get what they want. Matt maniacally says, have, or rather screams, have fun exercising. <laughs> <laughs> and to which the employee responds by growling at them.
0: Yeah, it's quite uh, <laughs> a sequence of events, and I don't even know, there, there's really nothing more to say about it. It's completely out of this world.
1: And that is how the Matt B story concludes.
0: Yes. Tickle him, Lanny.
1: Have fun exercising!
0: <laughs> Should I add that to the soundboard?
1: Not doing it.
0: I can add both of those to the soundboard. I can add Tickle him, Lanny. <laughs> <laughs> and this also... This would
1: be a fun clip to play.
0: And Just also have fun exercising. You can't
1: quite You can't quite convey it without...
0: I thought you wanted to play the next clip.
1: I do. Okay, Come on, what do, I do? Why? It does. Turn this thing. Turn this thing off. Hey. <laughs> that evil glare. Lanny. No, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Get a new hammer. Hey. Get a new life
0: one. Hey. I, oh, I have,
1: have never fun se- exercising. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen Lanny smile so profusely. That grin.
0: He loves to be a tickler.
1: Like, I have never seen him so expressive.
0: How quickly Matt went from hero to villain.
1: I know. <laughs> that is why Matt McGuire will not be this episode's MVP.
0: Wow, you're just crossing people off left and right.
1: I am. And then we have reached the climactic scene of the episode where Lizzie has a scheme, has a plan to get her friends back. Play the clip.
2: You, uh, wanted us to come by? Commence Operation Superstar Rat. Yeah, did you bring the jelly beans like I wanted? Um, you didn't ask for any jelly beans? What? I have to ask now? There's some in the kitchen. Could you go get me some? Um, uh, sure. Where's the book report? Hot off the printer. <laughs> no, no, no. Not good enough. <laughs> it over. But I spent three hours on it. So spend four. Make it more fun. Fun? Lord of the Flies is about shipwrecked children eating each other. Doesn't mean it has to be a drag. Do it again or you're not coming to shango tango with me tonight. Uh, here. Ew, you didn't pick the green ones out. Uh, I didn't know I was supposed to. I don't need excuses. What do I need you guys around for if you can't do anything right? You wanna keep messing up? You wanna keep acting like untrained dogs? Fine, bark. Go ahead, bark like dogs. You're joking, right? You wanna go to Whitney Nussbaum's Bot mitzvah with me? Start barking. I said bark! Woof. Woof, woof, grr. That is pathetic. I don't know why I've been wasting my time with you guys. I'm gonna go find better people to hang out with. Move lizzie
1: mcguire operation diva brat woof (laughs) yeah
0: i don't think miranda's ever seen a dog (laughs) that is not how barking works
1: yeah an interesting approach i would say
0: yeah so basically this is her treating them like garbage and they don't even have time to ruminate on this because immediately she's like you see my lesson that I have taught you? <laughs>
1: yeah, she immediately, she, <laughs> she walks out, like she, she's on the patio. She walks inside her house and then immediately pivots and comes right back. And she's like, wasn't that horrible?
0: <laughs> she just like turns back around. She's like, Gordo, you let me blow my nose on your paper. Miranda, you let me boss you around over jelly beans, the worst candy.
1: You guys have totally changed. <laughs> Can't you see that now?
0: And of course, because this is the end of 20 minutes, they're like, yes.
1: There is, you're right. There's no, There's no. it's a very quick like, huh. You're we, right. <laughs> we, we did change.
0: <laughs> We're worse people now. We'll be better. And Lizzie decides she doesn't want to be a model anymore. It's only been five minutes, but she knows that she does not want to be involved in her contract anymore.
1: Yeah, problemo. She has a contract with Teen Attitude. And Miranda's like, That's no problem. All you have to do is stink at being a model and they will release you from your contract.
0: Terrible idea. (laughs) Like Lizzie is never going to get a job again after what she pulls here.
1: Yeah, but the moral of this scene is that Lizzie needs Miranda and Gordo to be her friends, not her posse. Gordo and Miranda promise to go back to being themselves and Miranda tells Lizzie that she's molting. More on that later.
0: And then we skip back to the next fashion show and Gordo somehow is able to hijack the mixer, the audio equipment, and start playing (laughs) like bluegrass music.
1: Yeah. And we get now Lizzie McGuire in Elegance in Ivory.
0: Yes. And Lizzie comes out as some sort of troll eating (laughs) a drumstick.
1: These are my notes. I said Lizzie comes out looking like I don't even know, a cave woman, a Flintstone, and then someone. What Miranda shouts at her?
0: Yeah, it's like a staged altercation. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> and she goes, "You talking to me?
0: You got that reference right? Yes. Okay, just, I'm
1: talking to you.
0: Just wanted to make sure you didn't get the Austin Powers reference. So, just wanted I to double check. Got
1: that reference, um, thanks to your performance. In the high school drama festival.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then Lizzie jumps off of the stage.
1: And attacks Miranda.
0: <laughs> and Natasha O'Neill is absolutely mortified.
1: Yeah, there is no room for you at teen attitude, Lizzie McGuire.
0: Although, one could argue, Lizzie has shown the most attitude.
1: <laughs> A perfect candidate.
0: And then we skip to the end, and now they're just hanging out in their backyard, back to normal. Yes,
1: yes. Lizzie asks her friends to get her a snack, and they refuse, signifying that the lesson has been learned, and her friends are back. Yeah, end of episode. <laughs> now, what I think this episode is missing is um, I would have loved to see um uh, Sam and Joe McGuire react to that final moment.
0: Joe is not really in this episode very much. No. She hands out the mail and then she's at the store at the beginning, and then she disappears.
1: She does. Not invested.
0: She doesn't care about either of her children. No. She doesn't care that Lizzie has a job and Matt has a hammock. hammock.
1: Yeah. But overall, a wild ride from start to finish. Yes. Full of attitude. Yes. And um, just strange shenanigans.
0: Very strange.
1: You know, with a casual dose of racism. And this time we even got a dash of um, predatory behavior. (laughs) Oh boy. None of these things are funny. Sam just laughs when he's uncomfortable.
0: Uh, you are making me uncomfortable. Yes, let's move on, please.
1: As this is an episode all about fashion, we have a lot of outfits to unpack.
0: Where do you want to start?
1: Miranda's hat, of course.
0: Okay, yes. Miranda, uh, in the beginning, tartan hat back once again.
1: I know. we don't I don't have a good I don't have a good line for this because first you're an outfit repeater. Then you're an outfit three, Peter. But now she just really, really, that just must be her favorite
0: hat. I don't know. I'm not not ready to say that this hat is her favorite just because there's so many hats. Um, So yeah, Miranda has her hat. And then Mr. Dig, I feel like Mr. Dig is also an outfit repeater because he's always wearing this yellow shirt.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: Outfit repeater, Mr. Dig. Mm
1: -hmm. He is always in a yellow shirt.
0: I was curious what your thoughts are actually about Lanny's shirt when they're first like in the in the knockoff Brookstone.
1: What is that pattern? I wish I knew. Me too. It's a lot.
0: It looks like an animal, but what animal? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I don't really have many thoughts. I'm sorry. I want to talk about the fashion show. All
0: right, let's talk about the fashion show.
1: Okay, so Lizzie comes out first in a plum strappy dress. Um she has a choker that appears to have like dried flowers hanging from it.
0: She's one with nature.
1: It's a lot. Um my assessment is I love the dress. I would have done with a plain choker just because those flowers end up taking up so much space. They're almost like on her chest.
0: I mean, flowers are the theme, I think, of the of the sh- of, of the, the show. So, yeah. Because in her next outfit, she's randomly holding a bouquet of flowers. She's
1: holding a bouquet of flowers. Then there's flowers in her hair.
0: And there's flowers in all of their hair. She Um, goes through probably like five or six outfits here.
1: Yeah, there's an orange pattern dress. There's a green sort of flower pattern dress.
0: Um, None of the outfits, though, are like that mind-blowing. They're all pretty just like kid-wearing-a-dress outfits.
1: I mean, she's a typical 13-year-old girl, Sam. (laughs)
0: I guess Um, These these will not win next in fashion
1: Yeah I mean they all are You know tweens Going to homecoming Or not even homecoming because they are Like I said they are tweens Whatever your awkward middle school Dance was that is what these Outfits are for
0: gotta love them So next we have uh, Our new friend Jessica
1: Clashing
0: (laughs) It's like a shirt with flowers But they're pink and purple flowers and then an orange skirt.
1: The skirt looks more like she has a towel wrapped around her waist.
0: Maybe she does. Maybe that's the look.
1: (laughs) Like it looks like a beach towel.
0: Maybe that's what she's going for.
1: She does spend a lot of time at the pool, at the country club.
0: At the club.
1: And then we are at the country club.
0: Gordo, going shirtless.
1: Lizzie's, Lizzie's look is cute. Lizzie, I really like Lizzie's country club look, actually. It's coordinated.
0: These are like bathing suits, but like... I think Disney Channel was like, you can't really wear a bathing suit.
1: Yeah, they're very um, conservative.
0: It almost looks like they're just wearing clothes.
1: Well, Lizzie's very clearly in a tankini with a matching sarong. Miranda's look is a little more difficult to unpack. It just looks like she has like a kind of like a romper cover up on over what is presumably a swimsuit. Yeah. With a towel over her shoulders. But you're right, I mean...
0: This is the first time I realized that there's a a sign identifying the name of the country club called Wagstaff Country Club.
1: Anyways, I think we adequately described the swimsuits.
0: Yes, so Kate comments on this outfit of Lizzie's, and she says that she just looks so dashing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say it's a fairly... You know, it's an average school outfit for Lizzie. She notes that she wears this shirt all the time, and I do believe we have seen this shirt in a past episode. It's a cute outfit, nothing for Kate to fall over, but...
0: Yeah, she's got kind of the bandana back, and it looks like she's got like a camo, like camo pants too.
1: We love camo pants on this show.
0: We do? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess we do. And then finally, we can't talk about this episode without talking about Lizzie's outfit at the end, which I don't know. She's got like a feather boa. Um, she has way too much eyeshadow.
1: The category is blue.
0: Thanks, Billy Porter.
1: Um, blue eyeshadow, blue feathers, blue flower in the hair. We um, got some big hoops. We got big hair. Um, it looks like she's wearing like a bumpet. And as Miranda, I mean nobody says it better than Miranda. Lizzie looks like she's molting.
0: I mean, no one likes a bumpet like you. You love a good bump it. Last thing I want to say is that at the fashion show, I think Gordo stole Mr. Diggs' headphones.
1: That seems vaguely possible. I mean, anything is possible in a show that has no logic. I
0: feel like we've definitely seen these yellow headphones before.
1: Prop room.
0: (laughs) Recycled props.
1: And those are the key outfits in... You
0: forgot the final outfit.
1: Uh, Did I?
0: Yes. Lizzie's um, I'm going to make them drop me outfit.
1: Yeah, elegance and ivory.
0: Elegance and ivory. I mean it's like a white shirt, white pants, but somehow she's gotten dirt all over them. And also she's painted one of her teeth out.
1: She's like a sweatshirt wrapped around her waist.
0: I just wonder how she's going to like face anybody ever again after they see after they had to watch her breakdown like this. Like where's her dignity? Does she not worry about her self image after this?
1: This is, like, a 20-minute microcosm of, like, the rise and fall of the child celebrity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she fell so fast and so hard.
1: Yes, please keep that. That was my best line in the entire episode.
0: And that is, I believe, the end of the outfits that I have. All right, Marissa.
1: Okay, here we are. MVP. Yes. And I believe it's your turn to go first.
0: Oh, it's my turn to go first? Yes. Well... That's good because I worried that you might steal my thunder. So I've given (laughs) not my thunder, just like you know. Now I'm worried that you're
1: going to steal all the good points that
0: I had to had to say today. Well, no, I've had my MVP selected before we even started recording today. I knew who I was going to pick, and after talking it through, my opinion has not changed. And so I am giving my MVP this episode to someone whom I have never given an MVP before, and that would be Mr. Lanny, Mr. Tickles himself. <laughs> Lanny, and this is complete fan fiction, by the way, but Lanny <laughs> invented webkins. Obviously, that gives him a win. <laughs> um, yeah, Lanny, as a 10-year-old, has figured out a way to monetize his website, and in doing so, is more employed than either Sam or Joe McGuire which is very impressive. <laughs> and also, he was quick to defend Matt from that salesman and then he broke out the tickles and whenever someone breaks out the tickles that is a true MVP moment. Lanny winning the B story and I just think that it's not even it's not even close. It's Lanny.
1: I respect that. I don't know why you were worried about any thunder stealing because I'm absolutely going The easy route and giving my MVP to Lizzie McGuire. Oh,
0: my God. Okay. I mean, I think she's the... uh,
1: I have not given an MVP to Lizzie in a few weeks. And I think that she...
0: Lizzie wasn't even second on my list. I think my second choice would have been Kate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I
1: thought you were going to say Jessica.
0: No, it wouldn't have been Jessica. It would have been Kate.
1: No, Lizzie is the star of this episode. Like I said, it was a rise and fall. However, I would argue that she has learned from past episodes um, because in the past, Lizzie has had a tendency to let any sort of attention get to her head. See, running for class president. Like, that was the opposite of this episode where she just totally, like, abandoned her friends. So that is a signal of growth and she saw that everyone was treating her differently and felt the need to course correct and everybody was so it's it's hard for me to give it to anybody else in this episode because everyone was else was acting so wildly out of character and this whole episode Lizzie was being nobody but herself and what more could you ask for in a character
0: I don't know I think just the scene at the end I just can't give it to Lizzie after what she did
1: Okay, well, that's your opinion. Um, I thought that it was a boss move.
0: You may think it's a boss move, but like there was definitely an easier way for her to get out of her contract. She could have broken her leg. But there wasn't
1: a funnier way.
0: She could have broken her leg, (laughs) self injury.
1: This was the route she chose, and I respect it. I just think that she's come very far in 23 episodes, and I'm proud of her. All right. That's why Lizzie McGuire is my MVP. Okay. And there you have it. Episode 123 last year's model as always follow us on social at outfit repeat pod on Twitter email us at outfit podcast at gmail.com questions comments if you have suggestions for any of these bonus content episodes that we were ruminating on at the beginning of the podcast feel free to drop a line.
0: Yes as I mentioned at the top of the show I have updated the website boom. It's www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfitrepeaters. That's where you will find all of the episodes that we have done up to this point, as well as the pictures of the outfits that we have talked about in each of those episodes.
1: And be sure to tune in next week when we recap episode 124, Night of the Day of the Dead. Oh boy.
0: I can already already sense that we're going to get some... (laughs) culturally relevant wincing Oh no <laughs> Just knowing what I know about the Day of the Dead um, I'm assuming this is a Miranda heavy episode because I, I don't know maybe it's not but you know her last name is Sanchez she is perhaps Mexican.
1: I can say that your intuition is leading you in the right direction and we will meet the Sanchezs.
0: Oh no way. We're gonna yeah. meet the Sanchezes. Yeah. Wow, if I had, I would have thought that we would have met Gordo's parents first. We're gonna meet the Sanchez's first. Yes. Well that is exciting. Cannot wait for that.
1: The rest of the episode is not.
0: Oh great. <laughs> cool, 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 cool.